You're listening to Weekly Devotions with Pastor James, a podcast devoted to helping you with your walk with Jesus. We do this by looking at the scriptures through devotions and messages every week. For more information, you can find us at gardeningthewell.com and would love for you to connect with us over there. Uh, You can visit our blog, you can visit our bookstore, and you can connect with us and shoot us some feedback. Send us questions, maybe something you'd like to hear an episode on. And with that said, uh, let's jump into it today. Have you ever been told no when you wanted to do something? How did you respond to that? Well, that is exactly what we're going to be talking about today in this week's episode. So glad to have you with us this week. Pray that you are doing well. Pray that things are uh, moving in a good direction with you and your families and your friends and pray that you're growing in your walk with the Lord. And uh, if you don't know, if this is the first time joining us, uh, this is Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. Uh, and our goal here is just to help you have a healthier walk with Jesus and just try to encourage you, strengthen you, maybe give you something you haven't heard about before, uh, maybe meet you somewhere in your life and just encourage you uh, with a devotion uh, every week from the scriptures. And uh, it is great. Great to have you uh, join us. If you haven't done so already, hit that like button, subscribe to uh, this podcast, leave us a comment, uh, whatever you can do to help us and this ministry here. And uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate you uh, liking and sharing this episode with somebody else. Uh, And with that said, uh, let's get into it. When you have been growing up, going through life, uh, has there ever been anything that you wanted to do? There's been many times where I've wanted to do something. And, you know, when you're younger, you want to do something, but then your mom comes along the lines and goes, nope, you can't do that. And you don't know why, you don't understand why, but you can't do that. Well, God does the same thing with us. I'll give you an example. Um, I have been pastoring the church that I've been at for uh, about a decade and a half, about 16 years thereabouts. Uh, But before that, I wasn't really in ministry per se. Uh, My wife and I, uh, we helped at our our church's youth group. We led that, but it wasn't like full-time ministry. It was just a volunteer basis. And we did that and, you know, those, those little types of things, if you would, in the ministry context. But uh, in our area where we live, we have a Bible camp that my wife has been associated with for literally her whole life. Her grandfather and grandmother were the directors of this camp when she was little. And she would spend Christmas up there and, and you know, she has a lot of memories of this camp. Well, my wife and I got married in 2003. And not long after we got married, we're praying like, okay, what does the Lord want us to do as a married couple? And that camp that I just mentioned had just, it was going through a very rough, difficult uh, season. To be honest with you, it was just about closed. Uh, They didn't know if they were going to be able to stay open and serve. And at that point in time, if I remember correctly, uh, the camp was almost 50 years old. And so it had been serving the Lord. Uh, People have been coming to the camp, finding Jesus um, for salvation for almost 50 years. And it was, it was, it was dying. It was dead, to be honest with you. And one night I, I, I looked at my wife and I said, have you ever thought about you and I being the directors of this camp? 
uh, I had grown to love the camp. Uh, my wife had, had loved the camp her whole life, and it bothered us to see the camp in the state that it was. And so we talked about it, and we started praying about it, and I put together a revitalization, revitalization plan, uh, some things that we could do to start breathing life back into the camp and hopefully that the Lord would bless and see us through and the, and the camp would uh, prosper. And so what we did is we put together uh, an application. There wasn't really an application. Uh, the camp didn't have a director at this time. They were looking for for one, but there wasn't really an application to fill out. And so we kind of just put one together and we submitted it to uh, the board of trustees, for the lack of a better term, of uh, the camp at the time. And we knew some of the people that were on the, the camp board, a uh, little bits from here or there. And so we submitted it. And we knew going in that because of where the camp was, uh, they would not be able to pay us. They wouldn't be able to support us. And so this was going to be a huge leap of faith in many, many ways in our lives. But we had the desire to do it. We wanted to do it. And we felt God wanting us to do it. And so we gave the application. And then you know what happened? Absolutely nothing. We heard nothing. We didn't even hear back from the board at all. Not even uh, thanks for your application. Uh, we don't think you're a fit or we don't want to talk to you. Nothing. We, it was crickets. Absolutely nothing. And then another gentleman uh, who became a great friend of, of ours uh, who was pastoring a church, uh, which I'll get more into in a second. He became the new director of the camp. And he started doing a lot of the same things my wife and I did. Well, he became the director of the camp. And my wife and I, uh, we knew him very, to, to say hi, if, if, you, if you would. We knew of him uh, and, and things along those lines. And so we were at the same youth event with him. And uh, we started talking. And we said, you know what, we'll, we'll help the camp. Uh, we'll, we'll try to serve in, in different capacities. And that is where I want to pause on that story just for right now. You see, in our life, we thought that God wanted us to do something, but he told us no. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a place where you really felt God wanting you to do something? And what you wanted to do, it was good. It was a good thing. It was a godly thing. It was, you know, I want to serve the Lord and I want to see people come to know Jesus and I'm going to do this. And, and you really feel gung-ho about it and that it's the right thing to do, but yet God says no. My question to you in that is not have you been in that position because I think we all have. My question to you is, how did you respond to that no? How do you respond when God tells you no? That takes us to our scripture uh, today. It's 2 Samuel chapter 7, and I'm not going to read it to you. We're just going to pull uh, this principle from you because I can tell you uh, what takes place. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, King David is in his palace, and what is really bothering him is the fact that he is living in this palace, as kings do, but the Ark of the Covenant, God's dwelling place, if you would, is in a tent. And David has, the, his heart just can't get over the fact that he's living in a palace, but yet God is in a tent. And David knew that God was bigger than the Ark of the Covenant. David knew that God was bigger than the tent and that he 
was everywhere. David knew that, but it was just the idea of God's ark, God's dwelling place, being in a tent and he being in a palace. And that didn't sit right with David at all. And so David comes up with the idea, you know what, I'm going to build a house. I'm going to build a temple for God to dwell in on this earth. And David's prophet, Nathan, goes, you know what, David, that's a great idea. And so there is David. He has a good idea. You know, let's give God the best that we possibly can and build him a temple for him to dwell in on this earth. And we're going to give God our best. It's a great plan. It's a good plan. It's a godly plan. And David seeks godly counsel. And the godly counsel goes, yeah, let's do it. But guess what happens? That night, that very night, God comes to Nathan and he goes, Nathan, you know what? I don't want David to do this. I don't want David to build me a temple. I've never asked for David to build me a temple. I've never asked for anybody in Israel to build me a temple. I don't want a temple. I don't want David doing this. And in short, God told David no. David was in that place where he wanted to do something for the Lord, a godly thing, a good thing, a right thing. But yet God comes and he goes, no, I don't want you to do that, David. And now later on in the Bible, we find out that God was pleased that David had this on his heart. And so God was happy that David had this desire, this longing to serve the Lord in this capacity because God goes, it was a good thing that David had this on his heart. And we also learn later in scripture, the reason why God didn't want David to build the temple. David was a man of war and had too much bloodshed on his hands. And so because of that, God didn't want David to build the temple. Now, David's son Solomon ends up building the temple. He is the one that erects the whole temple and dedicates the temple, moves the Ark of the Covenant into the temple. And so David's son Solomon does it. But here's my question to you. How does David respond to being told no when he wanted to do something that he thought was good and godly. Because in your life, just like in my life, there's going to be times where God tells you no, where he goes, I don't want you to do that. It's a good thing that you want to do it. It's a godly thing that you want to do, but I don't want you to be the one that is doing it. How does David respond? Well, The way David responds is right after, it's the very next day, Nathan comes and he goes, David, guess what? God spoke to me last night and he doesn't want you to build a temple. So David just hears the no. And you know what he does? In 2 Samuel chapter 7, in verse 18, we read this. Then, this is right after Nathan tells David what the Lord said. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord. He goes in and he sits in God's presence. And it goes, and he said, you know how David responded when God told him no? He prayed. He prayed. He went and sat in the the Lord's presence and he just prayed before the Lord. He talked to God about the whole situation. Now, here's what is different. So you and I will do that. When God tells us no about something, we will go back into prayer and we go, Lord, but it's a good thing. Lord, I really think you should allow me to do this, Lord. And we try to change God's mind. We try to change God's no to a yes in our prayers. David doesn't do that, though. What David does is he goes into prayer and he praises God for who God is and what God has already done in the life of David. Because what David does is he literally goes, Lord, 
is this how you treat my family? Because in, in the passage, God has told David that I'm going to make you into a great dynasty and your son's going to build a temple, all these things. And David acknowledges the greatness of God, of who he is, of his grace and his mercy and his love. And he just praises God. And then he goes into praising God and thanking God for all that he has done for the nation of Israel. When God tells you and I no, one of the things that we should do in response to that is not try to change God's mind, but to praise God for what he has already done in our lives and what he is going to do in our lives. And if you're a Christian, that means fully saving you from sin and death and bringing you into heaven with him. And so how we respond to God's no is to praise him for what he's already done in our lives. Not sit there and whine and complain and try to get God to change his mind because that doesn't, that's not healthy. That's not good because God doesn't change his mind. God, when God gives us an answer, that's the answer until, you know, later on. He might change his mind, but you're not going to change his mind. He may have to wait five years for the timing to be better in your life, and then he'll give you the yes. But David prayed to praise God. Do you do that? It's hard to praise God when God tells us no about something that's sitting on our hearts. You know, I spent time in prayer this morning praying about something that is uh, very close to my heart, that weighs on my heart a lot. And it is something that over the last few days I've been wrestling with and been really praying to the Lord about. And if God gives me the answer, no, it's going to be hard for me to praise him. I'll be honest with you. There will be times in our lives where it's hard to praise God because of the things that are going on, because of the no's that we receive. But that's why it's so important to remember who God is and just praise him. And that's what David does. He gets that no and he goes, but you know what, Lord? You're still God. You're still the sovereign Lord. You're still working. You're still doing this. And so I'm going to praise you. But David does something else that you and I need to do when God tells us no. He prepares and he serves in a different aspect. And here's what I mean by that. David wanted to build the temple and so God told him no. And so you know what David did? He actually provided all the materials for the temple. David goes, okay, God doesn't want me to build the temple, but he did say that my son is going to build the temple. So you know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? I'm going to start saving money, putting money aside. I'm going to start uh, purchasing supplies and storing them in a warehouse so that when the time is right and my son is ready to build this temple for the Lord, all the supplies and the money that he is going to need is going to be there. And so what does David do? He serves in accomplishing the building of a temple for the Lord, but it's in a different manner. David wanted to build it, but he ended up being the one to provide the materials. He served in a different aspect than what he first envisioned. And that takes me back to the camp that I started telling you about. When my wife and I were told no, or we didn't get an answer, as I said, but we knew that we were not going to be uh, hired for this position, uh, that somebody else got it, we knew that God had told us no. And so we go, so what do we want to do? We don't want to see the camp die. God doesn't want us in that position. And so we got our no, and so we looked at each other and go, okay, how can we serve the camp? 
How can we serve the camp, not as directors, but in a different light? And so what we did is we met the director, as I told you, at a youth event. And we told him that we wanted to serve the camp in some way. And so what happened was this. Uh, during the summer, camp runs six weeks of camp. Uh, two weeks uh, for each age group that the camp serves. And so if you're like eight, between eight and 10 years of age, uh, there's two different weeks that you can go to the camp. And this is an overnight camp. And so the kids get dropped off Sunday afternoon and they go home Saturday morning. And it's all day, every day. And at the time, the new director was pastoring the church. And the funny thing is, he, is past, he was pastoring the church that I now pastor. I actually replaced him at the church, which, you know, is, you know, a work of God in and of itself. And that's a different uh, episode, if you would. But he still had responsibilities here at the church. And it is about a 40, 45 minute drive between this church and that camp. And so he still needed to do Bible study. And so he goes, you know what? Can you come up and watch the camp while I leave camp to go back to the church to take care of Bible study and some church responsibilities, some family responsibilities every week? And my wife and I go, sure, we'll come up every Tuesday after work. We will watch the camp. We'll stay over Tuesday night and uh, go home Wednesday morning. Or if we need to, we'll drive home late Tuesday night. And he goes, great. He goes, also, could you come up and watch the camp Friday night to Sunday afternoon so that I could get a break with my family and my young children? And we go, sure. And so my wife and I would go up Fridays after work and we would stay there until uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and then come home. And we did that every week and we served the camp in that capacity and then before you know it i was asked to be on the board of the camp you know that board i told you that didn't even respond to our application they asked me to be on the board of the camp and guess what 19 years later i'm still on that board but now i'm the president of that board I've been the president of that board for the last couple of years. And before that, I was the vice president of the board and I was the secretary of the board. And I have been serving the camp in different ways, in different aspects. When God tells you a no, it may not be a no for you serving or doing something uh, in that whole sphere of whatever it may be. It may just be God telling you, no, I don't want you to do that aspect of it, but there might be a different area, a different way that you can serve. And that's how we respond when God tells us no. We try to see if there's a different way that we can help and serve and bless people in that area, but just in a different way we thought we were going to. That's what David did. He thought he would build a temple and God goes, nope, you're not the builder. You're going to be the one that provides everything for the builder. So let me ask you, how are you responding to when God tells you no? Are you praying about it and praising God in light of that no? Are you trying to find different avenues for you to still serve and be a blessing to others? Or are you just going, fine, God said no, I'm done with it and I'll completely move on to something else and forget about it. If you're doing that, you might be missing out on God working in you and through you for his kingdom and for his glory. We're so grateful that you joined us today. We pray that it has been a blessing. And if it has been, please let us know. We'd love to hear you. You can shoot us an email at guardingthewell.com. 
We're over at guardingthewell.com, or you could shoot us an email at guardingthewell at gmail.com. Uh, and so we would love to hear from you. And if you don't mind, uh, like and share this episode with somebody else. You have a great day. Take care.